Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're about to listen to an episode from the Teka Teka News podcast. If you like what you hear, follow Teka Teka News on your podcast app for concise news and useful explainers. I think what we have managed to, to do in the first 100 days is put together a government which is functional and which, a very, which has a very, very good idea. Hi, I'm Robbie Alampay. What we are targeting in terms of... We just marked the first 100 days of President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. A hundred days earlier, he formally laid down his vision and the sense of duty that he said underpins the most and best that he could offer. This was not just a promise to us. It was a reminder to himself. Whatever is in a person to make changes for the better of others, I lay before you now in my commitment. Fast forward to a week before the first milestone to President Marcos' presidency, and Executive Secretary Lucas Bersamin was having to explain the president's trip to Singapore. It had been unannounced. It was in fact hidden. The president on a private break to watch the F1 Grand Prix, but inevitably using public resources. At the very least, a presidential Gulfstream jet carrying, we're not really sure who else. We know that at the F1 race, he was ultimately with his wife and congressman's son, and his cousin, the Speaker of the House. Bersamin, he tried to explain. But he also insisted there was no point in obliging requests for actual information. It's not relevant at all to question, to ask. Okay, now, teka, teka. We'll get to the relevance of Bersamin's irrelevant line later. But this is going too fast. We went from day one to day 100. Let's still say that between the first and the 100th days, there were a lot of other things that went on. The 100th day also compels us to remind, first of all, and among other things, the president promised, in his own words, to right-size government, to address health, economic, and food crises. He did away with hundreds of Duterte appointees and the many dubiously concocted positions of advisors and redundant consultants, undersecretaries or assistant secretaries. There were efforts to revive the economy, emerge from COVID, send kids back to school, bring back some sense of normalcy, especially after the ever-heated atmosphere gassed up by his predecessor. Mr. Marcos then appointed himself Agriculture Secretary, setting out, he said, to get food prices under control. Most notoriously, government ordered the importation of sugar, 
But even more controversially, President Marcos washed his hands of the whole move, left an underling twisting in the wind, and ultimately proceeded with importation anyway. But more on that later. To signal a now functional, his word, and friendlier Philippines, President Marcos embarked on trade missions to Indonesia, Singapore, and the United States, the last one on the back of his attendance to the UN General Assembly, and hounded by its own controversies over judgment, lavish spending, and imaldific capriccio. Plug lang, we have a full separate podcast on that. Look for Bella Perez Rubio's episode on Teca Teca titled, Marcos Makes His United Nations Debut. We'll leave you to all that. But in the meantime, in his first 100 days, President Marcos had also put together a cabinet, his economic managers, appointees to NEDA, the Finance Department, the Budget Department, the DTI, the Banco Central, all of which got high marks across many sectors. The Philippines is standing on its feet. The Philippines has... has It is safe and fair to to say that the crisis on the three fronts, the economy, the pandemic, and food, food prices to be precise, continue. Just as it would be fair to acknowledge that on the economic front, at least, not all of that is the Marcos government's fault. Much of the things that drive inflation are external to us. The war in Ukraine, false starts to a global revving of vital industries, OPEC, Slowdown in China, the United States, and Europe. But on the health and agriculture crises, many things were self-imposed, if not self-inflicted. The Department of Health, nearly four months on, officially runs without a permanent secretary. Meanwhile, the president personally took on the portfolio of the Department of Agriculture. Ang presyo ng pagkain at kakulangan sa supply ng ating pagkain para sa pangmatagalang solusyon. Itataas natin ang produksyon ng mga kalakal at produktong pang-agrikultura. At para magawa ito, pagtitibayin natin ang tinatawag na value chain na nagsisimula sa mga magsasaka. Ironically, it is those lines and assurances to farmers that now brings and speeds us back to F1 and the full 10 days preceding it. For 10 days before his 100th day, nobody knew about the coming F1 junket, but this much he and the whole country did know. A storm was coming, a big typhoon, Potentially, Pag-asa was warning the biggest of the year. Base sa pagtataya ng Pag-asa, posibleng sa darating na linggo mag-landfall ang bagyo. Lalakas pa ito habang papatulong... That was a Sunday. By the following Saturday, we knew the damage it had wrought. More than 3 billion pesos worth of farm and rice lands laid to waste, a full harvest cycle in Luzon that the Marcos government had counted on, gone. 
The damage was so extensive that the Department of Agriculture, the department led by President Marcos himself, the DA itself said rice prices will rise by another 20% by Christmas. And yet, by the same weekend, as we were still coming to grips with the devastation wrought by Carding, President Marcos was in Singapore. When it was explained away as a much-deserved break, nobody questioned the chief executive's right to some rest. But everybody, save for Malacanang, did ask about the costs and about the wisdom of pushing through with the trip, about the need for all the secrecy, about the lack of transparency, about whom else taxpayers spent money on. Malacanang's first official statement on all of those questions, Bersamin's calling all of those questions irrelevant, only set off more outrage and encouraged even more questions, for it had the temerity to play aggrieved to be on the offensive when people, frankly, were looking for honesty and maybe contrition. Puma Podcast and our news team at Teca Teca held a Twitter space to mark the 100 days of President Marcos, and this point kept coming up. Here's Puma Podcast CEO Carl Javier on what Bersamin said. ...public officials to be accountable, and then they found a way to flip it to say, Grabe naman kayo, ayaw niyo papahingahin yung tao. Yung implication is tayo pa yung inhumane dito. Yung tayo pa yung insensitive. Get past the glibness and disingenuity. And Bersamin only managed to complicate matters for the president. Look, this was either a private trip or a public mission. So which was it? Bersamin invoked the privacy of a private trip while claiming the potential benefits of inevitable networking by the Philippines' chief sales officer. But he was, of course, inviting scrutiny on both sides. That is the former chief of the Commission on Audit, Commissioner Heidi Mendoza. We had interviewed her on One News, The Chiefs. The prudence of a good father of a family. At the Twitter space with Carl, deliberately but also quite inevitably, people kept looking back on the president's first 100 days through the lens of the week that had passed. Call it recency bias, but I also saw it as focusing not on accomplishments, achievements, shortfalls, or missed opportunities. No, much of what we discussed, it was about character values, and culture as they influence families, companies, and if you're high enough, our entire society. Because for all the promise of every new government, I truly believe the Philippines is held back not just by bad governance, corruption, inefficiencies, impunity, At the base of all that is a simple crisis in values. Not for lack of laws, but simple decency and respect for others. Where power means never having to say you're sorry, simple consideration for public perception, you need not even be sincere. It counts for something. You need not be a saint for people to appreciate some level of hiya.
So forget the rules and the laws. Just ask yourselves, how would any responsible values-driven leader behave? A responsible leader, even now, would at least acknowledge the questions after the fact. Carl said at our Twitter space, Think of your own company, regardless of which floor your desk is hidden away. I think most people may just be seeing this in the same way na kung nagtatrabaho ka, na grabe kayo mag-overtime at hirap na hirap na kayo, uh, you're trying to meet the deadlines, you're all like staying late in the office, and then makikita niyo yung boss niyo nagpo-post sa IG na gumigimik lang siya. You know, partying somewhere. I think that's where the feeling comes from. Mm. A company is a good metaphor. But I also keep coming back to what Commissioner Heidi Mendoza shared. So sabi ko, okay, pag sa public fiscal, ano yung pamantayan kung, kung at pasok yung expenses or what? It should be within the standards of the prudence of a good father of the family. The, the prudence and diligence of a good father mm-hmm. of the family. So yun yung question. Yeah. Mm. The test of a prudent father. Or mother the test of a prudent parent. Frame it that way, and you don't need to listen to lawyers, spokespersons, nor even critics. You have enough to reflect on tendencies, habits, and all that unchecked instincts lead to. At our Twitter space, I said, I would not necessarily suggest that one week's dense, insensitive, lavish, and off-key priorities is preview for the remainder of President Marcos' term. But I think it is fair to say that based on a refusal to cancel a trip following a major typhoon that devastated farmers, the instincts of our leader gave us reason to be concerned. I mean, if the president and the agriculture secretary were two different people, diba? what would the president do to the secretary who, unannounced, flew off to Singapore on his first test of character and leadership. For that matter, what would a responsible president say to a congressman? What would a prudent father say to his public servant son if he heard him say this to explain an unexplained trip abroad? Did you hear this? What Sandro Marcos himself said in a TikTok video? We are a big group, and thankfully, um, matagal na namin kaibigan ng organizer. So, inimbita kami, and well, libre lahat, so medyo uh, swerte ako. Mm. You are absolutely not wrong, and certainly not alone in thinking. The young Marcos was not only swerte, he was in breach of laws and ethical guidelines for public servants. Because you do not even remember why you know this, but you do know this. Public officials cannot accept gifts beyond a certain amount. Certainly not free airfare, free hotels. Certainly not $8,000 access to the most privileged box in the most exclusive race. Many have said it. Many have thought it. But who will tell his own son everything that was wrong with his confidently oblivious non-explanation and de facto confession. The crisis in values in this country has been seeded by every act of graft, corruption, petty or grand offense 
that has gone unchecked and in fact have been rewarded. Mr. Marcos, the president, had and has still every chance to prove that he has learned from the pure vision but frankly anti-values fascism of his predecessor, President Rodrigo Duterte. And for that matter, he has the only platform there is to show that he has learned from the greed and profligacy of his parents, beyond the sense of entitlement that could ensnare anyone growing abnormally in the bosom of a conjugal dictatorship. As a father himself to his son and to our country, he will in fact demonstrate, for better or worse, that values, good or bad, define character, which drive decisions and actions and ultimately determine success or failure. Well-laid plans are well and good, as, for example, with a genuine dilemma on whether or not to import sugar or choosing between a reasonable or an emildific hotel in New York. As one embraces or shirks responsibility for whatever decision, Character should trump rules, budgets, even power, not the other way around. That is one takeaway of mine from the first milestone hit by President Bongbong Marcos. Character shines through or it leeches out. Character can inspire or it can infect. For the next six years, now less 100 days, it will remain so. One person's values can be something to pin our hopes on, or it could be something to dread. Nako po si Robbie Alampay. Franco Luna provided research for this commentary, but all thoughts, opinions are mine. If you appreciate what I've shared, whether you agree with me or not, please do consider sharing this with a friend. I would also love to hear from you. And follow Puma Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you podcast. Maraming maraming salamat po. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.